part of what we teach our clients is the mindset. Angelisa was touching on it. I touched on it. Tom touched on it. It all comes down to a mindset. Once we can retrain our brain, rewire it, then we can look at food a different way. We can approach a different way. And it fits around our lifestyle instead of our life having to fit around our nutrition because that's very daunting, very controlling, Mm -hmm. and very overwhelming. And we don't want anyone to feel like that. We want you to feel healthy and strong and capable and confident while still enjoying the food you like. Okay, welcome everyone to our Tuesday live chat, where we're going to be talking about nutrition, mindset, and all good things, food. Um, For those that don't know, I'm Matt, Jalisa, my lovely wife, and Tom. I'm Tom. So I'm actually going to let Jalisa start this one off because this is is your jam. This is what uh, you love to talk about and love helping people through to help them lose weight and gain muscle without having to do a fad diet. Yeah, um, I'll like not correct you, but clarify. I love not just not just helping people lose weight, but helping them gain healthy relationship with food. So commonly that's thought of as losing weight, but um, I've got lots of clients who just want just healthy relationships with food too. And I think that's really important and important for people to remember too that just in order to like start a program or start your health journey, it doesn't have to be focused on weight loss, but today we are talking about that. So, um, our topic is, um, what exactly is it? What's the sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Why you don't have to start yourself. Yes. Restriction and starving yourself is not the key to weight loss. Um, so yeah, I'm, going to start by saying just that quite often it is misunderstood that restriction and feeling hungry all the time is like the biggest key to weight loss or what you have to do in order to lose weight. Um, And I think that misconception comes because so many of us have tried restrictive diets and diets that have been led by maybe people or organizations or wherever you get it from, who are looking for like that really dramatic, extreme weight loss that happens really fast, because let's be honest, that's really good for business. And it shows like, that's what everyone wants. Right. And so if you get that, you're going to tell your friends, like I lost 20 pounds in two weeks, look how awesome I am. Chances are like, I think it's 87% of people gain back Um, any weight loss that has been lost in a short amount of time plus more if it's not done in a healthy way so what often happens is that we just associate weight loss with starvation or restriction because that's all we know because that's what we've been taught and that's how we assume programs are meant to be and we just assume like oh if this is something I'm going to do like I'm just going to have to be hungry all the time Mm. Um, which is like so not true so not true like hunger is not something that you have to feel all the time. It's a good thing to feel occasionally. It's a good thing to know when you're hungry, but it is not necessary to feel hungry all the time in order to achieve weight loss. Um, So I think that's important to just like start there for people to know like, okay, that's actually like not how it has to be. And there are better ways and other ways and I can feel full and fueled and strong and still lose weight if that is your goal. Um, I know, Tom, you were talking about how um, you've had clients um, 
that you've encouraged and programmed for them to eat even more and they've had that desired result of weight loss so maybe you want to touch on that a bit too yeah so a couple of people that I have worked with as well like they maybe have gone too low from like a intake perspective um, weight loss in general I think is a lot of people I mean oversimplified you do need to be in some form of a calorie deficit but that doesn't mean that you need to be in a drastic drastic deficit there's a very healthy rate of weight loss in which Julie said mentioned um, but the clients that I had worked with had maybe gone a little too far the one way. And when you go too far the one way, your body kind of gets into a state where it's almost in like survival mode, where it gets really hard to lose any more weight. And you tend to hold on to a lot of this extra energy because it's not sure when it's going to need it from like a survival standpoint. Yeah. So when we start to eat a little bit more and get a little bit more active, you actually rev up your metabolism a little bit more, which has helped them to healthily and slowly lose that weight a little bit, I guess, yeah, in a more, in a healthier way. Um, and for most people, <clears throat> if I got them to just simply eat a little bit more protein, like they weren't eating protein very often, I got them to add a little more protein in, which helped them to build more muscle and also added a little bit more to their intake. Then they started to see the results that they were looking for. So mm -hmm. yeah, like Julie is talking about, we don't always need to think of necessarily just restricting it's going to be individual dependent based on where you're at and kind of what your intake levels are and activity levels are, of course. And that's why, you know, working with somebody can really benefit you, but going too far the one way, like I said, um, is what's kind of associated with weight loss. Whereas it could actually be the other way, the counterintuitive way, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting for a lot of people. I think that maybe they haven't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you said too, is like knowing what, uh, macronutrients or what part of your meals you need to increase in order to like feel good but also still like achieve your goals is going to be really important too because just adding random foods willy-nilly thinking like oh maybe this will help or I don't really know that can be really frustrating. yeah that can be frustrating for people um to think like okay well I feel like I'm doing what you said but nothing has happened but mm -hmm. it's important to kind of look at what your overall intake is when weight loss is the goal and then that way we can have a better idea of like, maybe you are only eating fats throughout the day and maybe that's why you're struggling or maybe you're really heavy on carbs or yeah, not, I think the majority of the time we find that people are short on protein. I think you guys would both agree. Um, <laughs> so it is important, I think, to have um, someone kind of look over that and have a better understanding of like, oh, how can I actually do this properly and feel good in the process? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you start to restrict foods or say, eliminate everything, like if mm -hmm. I were to tell you to, to not think about cake, what's the first thing you thought about when I said that it's cake, right? So when we tell ourselves, you can't have this, don't do this, don't do this. You start thinking about the things you don't want to do. And then that becomes, and I'm sure you can touch on this, Julie says that you probably have a lot of clients that their lives become controlled of what they can and can't eat. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like if we're talking about the mindset around it, most people don't know what it feels like to feel good. Once we yeah. show people that the, the importance of eating well and exercising is not just to lose weight or to gain muscle, that's a byproduct. It's mm -hmm. 
to feel good. It's to have more energy, to get rid of brain fog, to be more productive, to be a nicer person, because the way you're feeling now, if, if you, if your nutrition plan isn't working for you is not the way you always have to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think like, it just has to be said that like, I don't think there's a time in history when extreme restriction has gone well for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels good maybe for like a day or two. And then you, I mean, depending on the person, it can lead to like binge purge cycles or it can be really challenging mentally for people um and it's only a matter of time before physically it takes a toll and then like there's just so much that can happen when that snowballs into like oh man like I can't eat these foods and then you know you eat one and one leads to 20 because you're afraid you can't never eat it again and all that kind of stuff can be really challenging so I think um just knowing that if you are aiming to like lose weight or be healthy just like skip past any of the restriction restrictive kind of methods and find a more healthy holistic approach to it because that way you know you're setting yourself up for success and just avoiding all the heartache that comes from that restrictive mindset and that those restrictive habits um because those are really hard to break (laughs) and that will be very challenging so yeah it's important to to have a a healthy outlook on what your expectations are um, and yeah, how you're going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we always want to leave you all with some actionable things that you can take and implement. Um, Mm -hmm. We also are, we're confident (laughs) in what we do because we've been through the journeys ourselves and we've educated ourselves and we want to help people. The, the base of our program is that we're going to be the last program you ever need. How many programs does someone try on average? Do you remember the number, Tom? Like throughout their lifetime, exercise or nutrition. I think it's well over a hundred. Yeah, I forget it's, it. It's like hundreds, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hundreds. And I was going to say triple digits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. And that's why part of what we teach our clients is the mindset. And Jalisa is touching on it. I touched on it. Tom touched on it. It all comes down to a mindset. Once we can retrain our brain, rewire it, um, then we can look at food a different way. We can approach a different way. And it fits around our lifestyle instead of our life having to fit around our nutrition. Because that's very daunting, very controlling, and very overwhelming. And we don't want anyone to feel like that. We want you to feel healthy and strong and capable and confident while still enjoying the food you like. Yeah. One thing I always tell my clients too is like, we are so ingrained to think that this is going to be a quick fix, but remembering that like it's taken you however many years old you are. So let's say it's me. It's taken me 30 years to get to where I am. Why would you think that it's not going to take you time to get you where you want to be? Like this is you, you've lived your entire life eating, right? And so for you to just all of a sudden change habits and have a different understanding of food and have a different mindset about it is so unrealistic. So going into something, knowing that like, oh, this is going to take a little bit of work and it's probably going to take longer than two weeks is a really good place to start. Just like having that realistic expectation about it and knowing like, oh yeah, I gotta give myself a little bit of grace because I've been doing this for X amount of years. 
it's going to take me a little time to like get to a good, healthy place too. So that's, I think that's a really important place to start. Even if you're in like that pre-contemplation phase before you take action, um, that is a really good place to start. Just, just keeping that in mind. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. So let's, let's give the viewers our mm-hmm. top. It doesn't have to necessarily be top, but a habit tip or a habit tip, a <laughs> habit around nutrition. What's your yeah, habit you want to share? I want to go first because you guys are going to steal this one up if I don't. So, um, I would say instead of focusing on what you're going to take out of your diet, focus on adding something good into it. So before we even begin to think about taking out maybe the not great things, we're going to think about how can we add in more good. So most often this means more vegetables, but it doesn't have to be. Um, So it could be like, okay, I'm going to eat um, a vegetable at at least two meals, or I'm going to add in an extra glass of water, or I'm going to eat my vegetables before I eat my candy bar, or (laughs) um, just pick one thing that you can like add into your daily nutrition routine. Um, Do that consistently for a week, maybe two, and then we can talk about the next thing you're going to do. That's my. Tom? I was going to say, we start everybody off with this one, or quite a few people started off but just eating a little bit slower yeah I mean it's like one of the foundational habits I think that a lot of people skip over or maybe you think I find myself doing this a lot of the time too with like just any habit in general like you think you're further ahead than you actually are and Mm -hmm. if we can kind of just admit that we maybe need to start from square one and square one from a nutrition standpoint obviously I mean it what you're eating is important too, but it's like without thinking about what you're eating, just start eating slower. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen there is you're going to start to realize when you feel full a little bit sooner, you're going to kind of have more in touch, be more in touch with when your full signals kick in. Um, you're also probably going to enjoy your food a little bit more too when you slow down and actually chew it and taste it. Um, And then you also might realize that like some of the food that you're eating, like somebody told me once, like they were eating like a mini egg, super, super slow. And they realized that they hated like how the outer coating of the shell felt in their mouth. And they were like, I totally get that. Yeah. They're like, I never want to eat this again. Like you could just pile in mini eggs. I know I can. And they taste amazing. And then when you, she ate this super slow, she was like, the shell is just nasty. So <laughs> eating slower can help you in a couple of different ways. It maybe can help you steer you towards, you know, like I said, cueing in those hunger, hunger signals a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, allow you to enjoy and digest your food a little bit more too, which is super important. If you've got really maybe irritable bowels sometimes, like just eating slower can help that whole digestion process and uptake of nutrients. Um, all that good sort of stuff. So eat a little slower and whatever you need to do to do that. We say a lot of people, it might be like set a timer. You want to be eating for like, start with like, sometimes start with five minutes, see if you can make it to five minutes, um, for your meal and then push it a minute each week sort of thing. Um, some people it's put a fork down in between bites. Some people it's actually count how many times you chew 
each bite like 20 times or whatever it's whatever works for you there's no right way of doing it but um no right no wrong way of doing it just focus on eating a little slower yep love that one the mind is just going to be appreciate your food a little more uh it goes along with slowing down like tom said but smell it i mean experience it taste it talk about the tastes and then that that makes you more appreciative of what it is instead of just attaching yourself to that because a lot of foods we eat a lot of foods in the grocery store are designed to be addictive right mm -hmm. like you just they the nutrients in them there's not a lot of nutrients in them but it's high in calories right so your body never feels satiated it just you can eat more and more and more without feeling full but if you eat something slowly then you start to attach yourself to the experience of it and it gives your body time to catch up like tom said um but yeah it's also just makes because food has been a big part of our lives forever right like eating with people experiencing it it's supposed to be more than just trying to get something in or something you do on your own to kind of an addictive thing yeah well like you talked about rewiring your brain i think a lot of us over the years like you said with all this the addictive foods that are out there with you know high calorie load but low nutrient load we kind of get into a spot um where yeah we're kind of confused but as you slow down and try to like enjoy the food a little bit more you are able to rewire a little bit and then um oh i had such a good point and now it's gone God. and then i was rambling is it about re rewiring your brain yes it was <sighs> that you can actually like change your brain chemistry and then your wires yeah. get straightened and then it's good <laughs> oh i lost it I hate when that happens well oh, that I'll... was good it was about rewiring yeah if you think of it while I'm, I'm okay. closing out here, feel free to chime in. But we want to offer you all uh, a free ebook, nutrition ebook. I believe it's 32 pages long, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really beneficial. So if you comment below with the words nutrition, uh, Tom, myself, or Jalisa will send you a Facebook message, um, this free PDF, our gift to you. Did you remember, Tom? Uh -huh what's Lost what's it. the what's the word for rewiring your brain there's an actual word right neuroplasticity mm -hmm. yes thank you because i was going to mention that earlier on but i couldn't remember it i said yeah. i was going to say epigenetics which is i mean it's similar <laughs> okay i'll end this before we yeah. get more well, thank you everyone. i'll i'll remember it 20 seconds after this call and then put it down in the, right comments. In the comments yeah <laughs> See you guys. See you guys.